Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And Doug, I must first uh, congratulate you on not dying. Welcome to the show. <laughs> you are here. Uh, for you guys who've been listening or maybe just joining us, Doug, you completed the Star Wars Half Marathon. I know last week we joked around uh, if we'd even get to this show, but you did it. You mm-hmm. survived. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I am still alive. So is Michelle. She completed it with me. And if you follow us on Twitter, you saw I posted a picture of our kids made the cheering signs. And Samantha on hers, right, she just wrote, don't die, you know, and drew some lightsabers. Like, thanks, honey. Way to encourage us. You know, Alden had, like, the coast-to-coast thing going. Claire, she had, may the force be with you because it's Star Wars. But our oldest, that often says she should be an only child, said, don't die. Thanks, Sam. That's we love you too. You know what? But in the end, that is all that matters. Is that all that matters. Alive. We were so, still alive. And, Finished and, and got my medals. In this show, we're going to get into more about the Ron and the Star Wars stuff and, and more of your trip. But I think uh, what we need to start off with today is some big news, and that is mm-hmm. the fall and partial winter discounts and dining came out. So I know Michelle's been busy. Why don't yes. you run through a little bit of what all that means and why this might be a good time to actually book a Disney vacation? So it is the big discount. People circle days on their calendar and wait for all year long. Free dining was released. There are people that think this is the best deal ever. And yeah, Michelle has been like literally sitting in one spot for two days straight with two to three different computers in front of her at once. It's almost frightening. Um, I don't know how many hours she's been on hold. She saved a ton of money for some people, though. I will say that. So free dining is uh, a discount that is offered. Here's the dates. All right. This is for 2017 in case you're listening way in the future. And uh, hopefully we're still around then. But August 21st through September 30th, November 14th through November 20th, November 25th through November 27th, and then December 8th through December 23rd. So to get the discount, you have to check in on one of those days. So you could check in on September 30th. You can stay through October whatever, but you just have to check in on those days. That's how that works. You don't have to have your whole stay be within those dates. So you could, in theory... Get the discount over Christmas if you check in on December 22nd you stay through Christmas. Um, however, there has to be availability. And sometimes it magically just isn't available for any rooms. Availability has been very limited. Um, if you're working with a travel agent, they probably have told you that. So they may find like one room at Animal Kingdom and then poof, it's gone. So... Very limited number of rooms are available with this discount. Um, So what it includes, free dining is kind of a loose term. 
At the moderates and the values, you get the quick service dining plan. At the deluxes, you get the regular Disney dining plan. This is the first time ever the moderates have gotten the quick service dining plan, normally just the values. So already the discount is not as appealing as last year. So if you book a moderate and you have sit-down meals, you have to pay to upgrade your free dining so that it is actually going to cover everything. So that's one big change from last year. The other thing that you have to do is you have to have a park hopper. So you got to have that park hopper, and it has to be a minimum of two days in order to qualify for free dining. So that is the gist of it. And everybody in your room has to have it. Like you can't just have half the room get it and half the room not. So I got to wonder, you know, especially for people who are maybe jumping the gun, maybe uh, trying to get a quick trip in this fall, is this really a a good discount? Is this something that uh, if I wanted to get a trip, should I be on the phone with Michelle right now kind of thing? Well, it kind of depends on your family makeup and where you want to stay. And if you're already doing the dining plan, if you're already going to do the dining and pay for a lot of food, then yeah, it makes sense. Also, the more adults in your room, the better the discount because adults cost more. So if you have, you know, a 10, 12-year-old as opposed to a 6 and a 4-year-old, it's a bigger discount, you know? That's just so it's going to make more sense for the older groups to do it. So you can't like it's not something that's the same for everybody. You know, if you're two adults in a deluxe room, right now you can get a room-only discount that may end up saving you more money than the free dining. However, you got to do the math, and that's one reason why uh, travel agents are good because they can use math for you. But uh, so it doesn't work for everybody, and there are some exclusions like Port Orleans Riverside. There's no available, no rooms for it. Just period. I don't even try. Well, because um, that is an amazing resort, and yeah, our number so one mis- most listened to show is our Port Orleans Riverside reviews. So. Yeah, and uh, Art of Animation, another place. Little Mermaid Rooms don't count, uh, but villas do. Uh, bungalows at the Polynesian doesn't count, and campsites. So there's a lot of different exclusions and a lot of different things with availability. So you, you really you got to be flexible on where you're staying, when you're staying, but it can be a great discount. We actually did it last year in November. Um, if you listen to our trip report there, we did it at the Contemporary, and it made mathematical sense for us as a family of five because we have that fifth person in our room on the dining plan, so we're really maximizing the free part of the free dining with that. All right, well, if you have any questions, uh, we'll put you in touch with Michelle, and she can definitely hook you up, and uh, I know uh, you know we can also answer some questions about maybe uh, if this is the right time to go, how much money you can save and everything, but definitely worth looking into if you're thinking about taking a trip this fall. And Doug, the other big news that kind of came out today or uh, this week, whenever you're listening, is movie releases, Disney movie release dates. And the big one uh, that everyone's looking at is May 2019 will be episode 9 of Star Wars for you guys who don't know what I'm talking about. So that's pretty big news because that kind of correlates with the rumors floating around with uh, the studios that Star Wars Land will be opening up in May of 2019. So I could see Disney really trying to correlate both those together, do some epic big old weekend celebration that will last a whole month. Yeah, it really, really would. They shuffled around a whole bunch of movie dates today. 
and announced a bunch of things. Nothing that affects this year. This year's pretty locked in. But uh, the, the Indiana they, Jones movie that one yep, kind of took me by moved, surprise. Where did they move that one to? Like way off in the distance, right? I know. It's oh, it's 2020, July of 2020 now. Toy Story Four is sitting at June of 19. Um, yeah, movie movie times with Disney especially can change a lot. So kind of you just yeah. want to look about a year in advance. And and and, they, that, and that Star Wars this December is definitely not moving. So with uh, the other one they moved that was big was Wreck It Ralph two dropped back to November from the spring, and I think they moved Wrinkle in Time up. Not really sure what all Wrinkle in Time is, but you also got incredible. Twenty eighteen looks outstanding. It, it looks like a good year to go to the movies. You got Black Panther. Um, Infinity Wars, Han Solo, Incredibles 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mulan, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Mary Poppins Returns. Well, I mean, Disney... That is is a slate of movies. We talked last year about how much money Disney's movie studios made. It was the biggest, most successful studios in the world. uh, Mm -hmm. And they're just going to... They're just adding on top of that. All that new IP they got is just... It's just making them money on top of money. And so it's yeah. going to be a good year for movies, good year for the theme parks, I think. A lot of fun things. Oh, the other date announced that um, some people might be concerned with. This might be a big one to someone. Uh, Frozen 2, November 27, 2019. I just assume they're going to let that go. Ha ha! No. Uh, no, they're uh, going to milk that no, franchise for it might every penny they can upper. get out of it. Ah, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, lots of Star Wars, lots of Marvel, even Indiana Jones. It's pretty crazy the percentage of movies being released that are the IPs that they purchased rather than in-house. If you count Pixar as a purchase, I mean, it was kind of halfway a purchase. And then Marvel and then Lucas. I mean, in 2017, five out of six movies that are going to be released under the Disney slate are uh, from purchased IPs. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean this year is the only one. I'm going with what's left in 2017. I guess, I guess uh, Beauty and the Beast was all Disney too. So you got two out of two out of seven are Disney alone. So there you go. Movie release dates. It's exciting for someone like me. Well, and stay tuned because we do like to review movies on this show. And uh, some of our more fun episodes, I feel like. So stay tuned. We'll have uh, more down the line. But Doug, let's get into your trip. Uh, I feel like we just recorded a, you know, one of your trips a few weeks ago. Did. Uh, Did. So we'll talk about different things that you've done. And I think the the one cool thing and a question we do get that you guys did is you took a babysitter with you on this trip. Something really unique. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have that on one of our trips as well. But tell me a little bit about you know. Yeah, it costs money to bring someone down there, but what is the benefits, uh, pros and cons of bringing a babysitter with you? So this trip was different because we were running a race, and our kids aren't old enough to run the race, and they're not old enough to get into the park on their own. I mean, they're 11, 9, and 7. We don't really trust them much on their own. So we needed someone to watch them while we ran the race. We didn't have any option other than not bringing them, which I was totally fine with. But for some reason, Michelle loves them and wants to bring our children on trips. So uh, we debated a lot, and we've had the same babysitter for quite a few years. The kids, you know, she's like part of the family type of 
thing. So we thought, you know what? She loves Disney. She's been to Disney World once and Disneyland once. And so we we thought, oh, it'd be a great fit. She would enjoy the trip. The kids would enjoy having her there. Um, so we, we pulled the trigger and uh, saw she could come. And she worked it out with her. She's in college. So she had to work it out with some teachers. But she was able to go with us. But it allowed us to do a couple things a lot more efficiently, and the kids had a lot more fun because of it. So it was it was really good. But yes, it did add to the expense because um, we had to buy her a park ticket. We already have our AP, so no park ticket expense. It's already been done and gone and taken care of. But here we were buying a park ticket for one person, so that kind of stung a little. But and then we had to get her flights too. But after that, then it was it wasn't that big a deal. We, uh, I guess, room wise, that would be the other thing too. Well, we had uh, I know when we had my uh, cousin in law come. She's a flight attendant, so we didn't have to pay for flights. It was great having just an extra pair of hands, uh, helping out with two toddlers, and then also allowed my wife and I to do a few attractions uh, and also have a day at Universal. And so I see the benefit. And actually, there's a lot of services down in the Orlando area that, you know, will do babysitting and park stuff like that, too. And uh, and we've talked to some and, and I know my wife interviewed one on the phone before. And so it's it's definitely there are definitely options if, you know, mm-hmm. you want to have that time with your spouse uh, while your kids are being taken care of or you of course do what you did and bring a babysitter with you but it definitely has its uh, perks just I think the only negative is cost yeah that was the only co- uh, really big thing and it kind of affected the resorts we could stay at too so that changed the game on some of the resorts we could pick from so that brings me to my next thing we love talking about where you stayed so what was it this trip so we're a family of five, so that eliminates quite a few resorts. But by adding the sixth person or another adult, we could do two rooms. Um, so we went with French Quarter because we've never st- stayed there. A lot of people love it. So we wanted to check it out, see why it gets so much love from the Disney regulars. And I can see why it gets a lot of love. For a moderate, it is just got a tiny footprint. Um, one bus stop. It. It, there was barely any walking between our room and the bus, which was great for a race weekend. Um, we had two adjoining rooms. We were able to get a group rate um, because they Michelle's agency puts together group rates for race weekends. So we were able to do that and it worked out really well. Um, we love the resort. The food court is questionable. Um, might be the slowest food court on the planet Earth. Um, their desserts are good. They have beignets and king cakes. Uh, so it's New Orleans. I mean, they are they are going all out on the New Orleans theme. There's some po' boys um, and some other very authentic New Orleans food. But man, it was authentically slow, like the South in the food court. The room was a typical moderate room: two queen beds, you know, a sink, toilet, shower. It was it was moderate. Transportation-wise, the bus worked out really well, um, except Animal Kingdom right now. They have some buses, some bus areas closed at the park. So French Quarter and Port Orleans were sharing a bus, so that meant five bus stops to get to and from the Animal Kingdom, which is a lot. The All-Stars were all sharing 
one one uh, bus, which is frightening to think of how many people could be lined up for that. For well, hopefully, hopefully they get that fixed before Pandora opens up. Yeah, I think I think it's part of the construction with Pandora. It's mm. right there by the edge, so hopefully that will be taken care of by May. But uh, that was transportation wise, it was great. Um, very convenient resort, no problems. A boat to downtown Disney, um, or Disney Springs, sorry. Um, so we took the boat down. Uh, we did Uber back though, because we didn't want to wait on the boat, and the boat takes like a half hour to get to and from. So well, good that's good one tip. Of the nice if you're perks. in a hurry, don't take the don't take the boat, and no. and never be afraid to Uber. In fact, I heard we, a rumor of a rumor. I don't know if you heard this, Doug. Disney's looking at doing their own in-house Uber service. Yeah, so they, I think that's a definite thing. It's just they haven't figured out any logistics because they have a nice area set up where you go meet your Uber drivers everywhere. Mm-hmm. So why not just make all the Uber drivers be cast members and a little more background check type stuff? I don't know. I don't know why Disney feels like they need to get in on that. Like, it's money. It's money. Come on. They they want to take that that little profit. They do, but if they charge too much, you might as well take a cab. The great thing about Uber is it's cheaper than a cab right now. I mean, we paid 9 bucks to get from Disney Springs to back to French Quarter. Um, that is, you know, you just getting in a cab is going to cost you more than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, All right, French well, Quarter was nice. We well, liked it. Well, this is Rope Drop Radio, so I want to hear about your rope dropping. Uh, so what did you guys plan on doing out of the gate? So our very first rope drop was an extra magic hours at the Magic Kingdom. We flew in later in the day on Wednesday, so Thursday morning, extra magic hours. It had an 8 a.m. park opening, which put extra magic hours at 7 a.m., which meant we walked to the bus stop at like 5.45, a.m. That's Eastern Standard Time. We had just flown in from Central Standard Time. So that was a really early morning. But, man, you want to talk about an empty park. Those first two hours were spectacular. If you have the chance to do a 7 a.m. extra magic hours, you do it. Granted, it still has the same extra magic hour effect. So later in the day, people are streaming in because – Oh, Disney said extra magic hours here. We've got to go here. So we we just, I don't know how many things we did, but it was like 13 or 14 attractions. You, you texted me 14. I was like, oh my 14. gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, and it was 10 a.m. And we were leaving the park after doing 14 attractions. So our babysitter, she had been before, but was with her cheerleading group in high school. They went between Christmas and New Year's. And, like, when they went to the Animal Kingdom, she's like, yeah, all I did was meet Pocahontas. That was it. And, like, she did, like, three rides at Magic Kingdom. So here in this two-hour window, three-hour window, we did more than she did in an entire trip. Um, I don't think she was quite prepared for that. She knew we were nuts. She knew we were crazy and intense. But I don't think she was quite ready for the overall McKnight insanity. So we did that, and then we went back to the bus to hop to breakfast after we rope dropped. And uh, yeah, we rope dropped Space Mountain, went to Buzz, Tomorrowland Speedway. That was our game plan. Then we had fast passes for Thunder Splash Mine Train later. All so right. well, you, uh... that's what we actually did. I didn't actually talk about that. I just talked about how great it was. 
Well, I know something really unique that you did was that breakfast. Am I right? That's the uh, the big character breakfast that you guys hit up. And, we did. And we I'm not. And I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. I know I. Oh, tried you're not going to pronounce it. Trattoria. You're going to leave me. I I call it the Tangled Restaurant on the, the uh, on the board on the boardwalk. So. Uh, what, what Tadatoria is Al Forno. There you go. That got announced. This is brand new. The newest character meal, mm-hmm. I believe, at the uh, Walt Disney World. So you got to meet some, you know, fun yeah. characters. I loved your shirts. So you were all in tangled yes. gear, which was great. You did. Uh, I did text you that I didn't get a picture of you and Flynn Ryder. But uh, which no, I'm, I'm, I I'm in, and all of our listeners are upset too. I, I just can hear are them they? now. They should have got you. Should have got that. Well, you got you guys realize. I know this is a podcast, but you had a, a fry. What was it? The frying pans. It was the um frying pans. Who knew? Yes, I love that quote. So uh, that was a perfect. I was like, oh, I should have got that with Flynn. We'd put that on our Facebook and Twitter. So, but what do you think of the restaurant? The pictures online looked amazing so i'm jealous that you got to go and and kind of give we'll do a full review later but uh give us a quick rundown of what you thought so it's located on the boardwalk so we hopped over to the boardwalk um barely made it the buses really weren't cooperating with us that day um i blamed you if i remember correctly you did you did and we made it we were like five minutes late but uh, we had the latest breakfast reservation we like to do that we make it a brunch um restaurants fancy it's nice it's a nicer character meal like you're not it's closer in food level to cinderella's royal table than to anything else so a very nice meal there was steak on the menu i mean a breakfast steak which looked nice we i got the pancakes but uh because it is still breakfast um and you're carbo-loading yeah i was carbo-loading a few days couple days yeah that's i really didn't want to eat a big steak so we Every meal decision was impacted by the fact that we had a half marathon coming up in a day or two. Um, the characters were good. Uh, Flynn and Rapunzel were excellent. Like He was hilarious. She was very funny because I had on the frying pan shirt. Um, everybody had on a Rapunzel you know, tangled team shirt except Alden. His shirt got left at home mysteriously because uh, he had one that said, Here Comes the Smolder. Oh, but, that's a uh, good one. Yeah, it got it got left at home. He was probably okay with that. He's getting to that stage where he doesn't like to talk to princesses. So um, it was great. Um, Eric was kind of – the other characters are Ariel and Eric, right? And they don't meet together, so that's a little weird. It would be cool if they were together, but they're separate. But it gives you a little more time with each of them. Um, Eric was just kind of awkward. We didn't know what to say with Eric. He just kind of hovered around and talked. We're like, okay. It's that was weird. Um, Ariel's kind of funny, um, but Rapunzel was really good. Um, she enjoyed everybody's shirt, and Flynn was great. Like he, uh, he was really good. Eugene, Eugene, yeah. Yep. But uh, we talked about frying pans for a minute or two, so it was good. We had fun. Um, meal was excellent. Everybody had good food. Um, so and it's kind of the one price and you pick anything off the menu type of restaurant. So is this one of those dining experiences? I know you guys leaving the park, uh, checking it out. But uh, if you're not an AP holder kind of thing, if you're, you know, we talk about this, leaving the park for a dining experience, is it worth it? Do you feel like, is this one of those kind of, or maybe you do at the beginning or the end of your trip? Maybe, um, maybe if you have a late flight out, 
um, you could do it, you know, that morning before you go. That'd be an excellent option. If you have like a four day trip and you go once every two years, you're probably not leaving the park to eat. But if you're going multiple times a year or you're there for seven, eight days, it's totally worth leaving the park for, um, you know, and you can definitely work it into a day at Epcot or Hollywood Studios easier. That's what we wanted to do, but it was just released. So everybody was making reservations at once, and it was very difficult to get. And so we did not get a good time on our other days, on our studio day or on our Epcot day. So we ended up with it on our Magic Kingdom day. Not ideal. Not something we really wanted to do. We split our Fast Passes, put one before and then the other ones afterwards. So after we're done eating, um, the kids and our babysitter, Andrea, they went back to the Magic Kingdom, used some Fast Passes, did some other attractions, while Michelle and I went over to the expo. So we went directly to the expo from breakfast. Wonderful. Well, I want to get into the expo and definitely the, the event. I know that's going to be the last half of our show. Is there anything from the, the studios or uh, Epcot, uh, Animal Kingdom that you want to mention before? I know we just did a trip report with you, but any maybe yeah. any other new dining you want to mention or uh, attraction uh, that that you maybe saw or anything you want to say before we move on? Well, we were carbo-loading, so we ate a lot of pasta, which is hard to find at Disney. So we ate at Mama Melrose, um, had a big bowl of spaghetti there. Um, we also ate some counter service pasta. We ate off the kids menu one time to get pasta. Um, we ended up at Wolfgang Pucks to get pasta. Um, the babysitter was tired of us looking for pasta. I don't think she quite understood why we were doing that, but it's important. We didn't want to eat a greasy cheeseburger, um, the day before a race. Um, so, uh, another dining note, uh, restaurant source is one that I recommend. They put the kids meals in buckets and I've always said you can ask to have no bucket makes it like four or $5 cheaper. You can no longer do that. So we bought $10 kids meals one time, but we were already committed to eating there. Did we do anything with the buckets? No. Did they go directly into the trash? Yes. Would they give us the meal without the bucket? Nope. We even talked to a manager. So... Your restaurant source is now off our list of kid-friendly. Unless you want the bucket. I was going to say, my kids would love the bucket. Like, just but thinking about that, I'm like, you yep, have I'm a gonna... bucket on vacation. You got to carry it. We're, not, we're stroller-free now. Yeah, see, we're, still, we're still in the stroller. I can put the bucket so, right underneath. I'm yeah, fine. You're I fine. Have a, I have a Chewbacca cup, a BBA cup that the kids got. You know, one's in my office. Yeah, you just put stuff under the stroller. Figure out, pack in the suitcase later. That's how we go so many times. We don't buy the fancy cups. We don't get the buckets. We, we, we're we bare bones. But, yeah, so we had to buy the buckets, and we threw away the buckets and the shovels. So happy Earth Day. You could have saved those for my buckets. kids. You know, you could have delivered. They would have we, loved it. We flew a legion. We had no room for buckets. We were flying in the Greyhound of the skies. There's so. weight limits and luggage restrictions. All right. Well, okay. Uh, well, then we that will be when when I do uh, when I do my kid trip. Me and the kids, we will eat there, and uh, I, I'll get the bucket. So let's uh, let's move on because I know the expo. I saw some really cool pictures, uh, and and I've been really jealous that you got to do this Run Disney event, uh, Star mm. Wars Half Marathon. So talk about the expo a little bit. You know, it looked incredible. What all could you do? Were there characters out? Was it really Star Warsy or more Run Disney? So 
the the expo is at the ESPN Wild World of Sports, so you got to take a bus there, and then you walk like a half mile because they drop you off in the furthest Neverland reaches of the parking lot, um, just to make sure you're fit enough for a half marathon. I think that's what they're doing. They hold the kids' races there as well. Um, our kids have done races in the past, but not this time. We wanted the kids just to have good park time, so they were in the park with Andrea having fun. Um, and we were at the expo. We uh, actually ran into and met up with one of Michelle's former co-workers, um, Lisa, if she's listening. Hello. It was nice to meet you. But uh, we talked to her for a while about all things Disney and run Disney. And then we went into the expo, and you kind of go in one building to get your registration where you kind of initial your life away and get your bib. Then you go to another spot to pick up your T-shirt, then you go to another spot to get your other bag. And so they have it like really organized, but it's kind of a process getting all the different steps. They put bracelets on us because Michelle and I were both eligible for the Coast to Coast medal and the Castle Run medal because we did the light side in January. So if we finished, we got three medals. So that's really all that kept me moving. Um, and then I got a little card that said I had pre-ordered merchandise and Michelle was the one that registered us. And I was like, what did you order? She's like, I don't know. I don't remember ordering anything. So we had to go up to this whole other merchandise area. And uh, she got me a cup. So she got me a Traverse Tumblr that says Star Wars Dark Side Half Marathon Weekend. So that was exciting. I have a new podcasting cup. And a Christmas ornament was in it. So yay. Well, cup. it's an awesome cup. I can see it right it's, now. It's beautiful. It's a good cup. Um but that was a surprise. She didn't remember doing that, so um, she kind of said "Merry Christmas." Well, and, it was just uh, your birthday, so it was good. Yeah, been, you know, it was. A couple days That's late what happy she birthday. was thinking. Um, and then we went to the expo, and the merchandise area at Disney World is huge. They mm-hmm. have so much more space compared to Disneyland that um, it's just more spread out. You can walk around easier. They had a lot more run Disney merchandise out. Uh, a lot of neat things to look at. Michelle got a Coast to Coast t-shirt. I got a Kessel Run t-shirt. Could have spent thousands of dollars uh, on the merchandise easily. And then, like, Champion has a huge setup. New Balance has a huge setup. So you get tons of clothing that's Disney-themed or Star Wars-themed. Um, as far as characters, there's not really characters out at the mm-hmm. expo. Um, but there's a lot of backdrops you can get your pictures with. Um, but there's really no characters. That's the one thing they're kind of missing I know sometimes they'll have Dopey at the Marathon Weekend one, so people doing the Dopey Challenge can get their picture with Dopey because um, you got to be Dopey to do the Dopey Challenge, is my opinion. But uh, there's just so much you can look at at the Expo. It's really any running gear, any running stuff you could ever imagine, you can find it. They also had like a cantina set up that was Star Wars-themed, and you could get a Chewbacca Stein, like you mentioned before, full of Dole Whip. For did, the, did I? Yeah, no, did, did, it was sixteen dollars oh. for a Chewbacca Dole Whip. I was, good lord! But you no, get Dole I, Whip. You, you're the guy who got Dole Whip at the Epcot Expo instead of all the other great food. So I would assume, but I guess you know what? I the day before that was normal run, price. Well, the huh. day before run, I I wouldn't recommend Dole Whip anyway. No, actually, it's just fruit. It's just really frozen fruit and water. You know, there's it's actually a good pre-race dessert. Um, but the price tag was like, yeah, I don't think so, but I saw somebody eating it. So 
Evidently, it was priced right. No, was there any blue milk around? I mean, in um, the cantina? There was. Oh, even um, better. There wasn't milk, but there was plenty. Of, there, there was liquor. There was alcohol, but there was blue, and there was red for a dark side drink. And, yeah, they had they had the market cornered on creatively named and made um, drinks. So they were doing a good job of Star Wars in it up. And it was neat. There's so much you could see there. You could spend... A day in the expo if you're like a serious runner um looking around and you wouldn't the time would fly by we did not though we were there a couple hours um just getting in and out getting all our stuff takes some time and then the bus back well what about uh let's uh let's talk about the race day what time in the morning did you have to get up and and get down to uh, the race start and i doubt your kids woke up with you our kids did not. They were still fast asleep. Um, Alden was in our room. The girls were in the other room. So Alden, he slept right through us getting up. Michelle got up at 2. Uh, she got me up at 2.15. We headed to the bus stop at about 2.45. Um, the buses st- said they started running at 3. So we wanted to make sure we were on that first bus because the later you get in the busing lineup there – the more traffic and like you can sit on the bus for an hour waiting to get in and out of parking lots. Uh, we've well, heard just, of people. I just thought you guys wanted to, to rope drop the race. You like to rope drop we, everything else. You kinda, kinda. Um, so we were on the first bus out of French quarter for some reason. It didn't pick us up till three Oh five. There was about 20 people there getting really antsy. Um, but we got on the first bus, got over there, uh, we did a character meet. They had six or seven character meets set up, uh, which is really nice. Um, they had so much more space. Disneyland had some backdrops. Disney World had characters. You had Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, BB-8. Um, we did Jabba the Hutt. He was he was a backdrop, really. He was a big prop. But still, I've never had a picture with Jabba the Hutt. So we did Jabba the Hutt. They also had Boba Fett. Um, I'm missing somebody but uh oh maybe chewy but so they had that i mean they had all those characters and when we got there the lines weren't bad by the time we were done with jabba and kind of, we talked to uh, a friend um friend of mine from high school and here and lives in the same town as me and listens to the show genie uh raises was there running uh she was in a much better corral than we were so she spent a little more time meeting the characters she also raced in the 5K, 10K, and the half. So, congratulations! I was the one race was enough for me this time. But uh, yeah, so we did that. And then we head over and we waited for the corrals to open. And I think the corrals opened at about 4:15 a.m. or so. And then we ran to our corral to try to get towards the front of it because I was in a slow person corral. I was in corral F. It was a corral far, far away. So not the, not the two hours and under time limit? No, no, not at all. I was in the, uh, God, I hope you finished. <laughs> the Don't so, Die Club. Yep. And there's actually a corral behind me, so it could have been worse. Um, but, like, the corral A was, you know, a few hundred people. Corral B was maybe, like, a thousand people. Corral C was maybe a thousand people. And corral E was maybe, like, two thousand people. Corral f i don't know it was probably seven to ten thousand people it was just massive like 
the Kraut E was this little narrow thing, and then mm-hmm. Kraut F was like ten times the size. So I got towards the front of it. Michelle and I sat there for quite a while. She actually had Corral E on her bib because she was a little faster in one race about a year ago. So she qualified for Corral E. And the only bathrooms were way back at the entrance to the corrals. So if you go back to the bathroom, there's no way you're getting back to the front. So she went back, used the restroom, and then she got in Corral E. So she started in the very back of Corral E. I started in the front of Corral F. And so there was about three minutes between our starts. And uh, so I eventually caught up with her. That was our game plan so that she could uh, go to the bathroom instead of sit there. Because we sat there for an hour and a half before we did anything. It's a long time to just sit. And it was hot. So they kept yelling at you to hydrate. Well, if you're going to yell at us to hydrate, you got to have a way for us to go to the bathroom and get back to the corral, which they do not. So... That's what? a conundrum. I heard a rumor from one of the the first run Disney events. They forgot about those. They forgot about porta potties and and I believe uh, it. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of people. Um, as soon as the race started, there were some woods. Yep, a lot of people coming in and out of the woods. Um, some people not even caring to make it to the woods. So you see a little bit of everything. Um, in a run Disney race that is not very Disney friendly, but uh, um, yeah. Well, you, see, so you said you see a start. little bit of a little bit of everything. The one thing I'm I wanted to see and, and would like to hear is what kind of characters did you see dressed up? I know from your Disneyland, there's a lot of good ones, but this was the light side. So, are there any good uh, light side characters? Or the dark side? No, this there. dark side. Sorry, dark my bad. Side. Got yeah. too confused. Um. So, are you talking Disney characters or? runners dressed up runners dressed up as Star runners Wars. dressed up okay that, it always amazes me when you see a runner in like full mm-hmm. darth vader gear and you're like how are yeah. you even running in that I'm, i would die so the best one i saw easily the best one i saw was darth helmet or lord helmet yes from Spaceballs. Spaceballs. All right. yeah well, I have easily the best he massive helmet i don't know how he ran in it but he probably probably one of those people that runs like seven minute miles for a half marathon and then they wear this costume and run a 10 minute mile so you know they still beat me i know that much um then i saw uh there's a lot of like princess leia the bikini princess leia slave leia outfits but themed to a disney princess so i saw snow white a mulan an ariel but yet it had all the the um princess leia some people it worked out fine. Some people probably should rethink oh, their should costumes. Have that. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're probably wearing it like on the bus there standing around for an hour. That's fine. But then you have to run a half marathon in it. I don't know how that worked out for them all, but there was a lot of those. And then, um, one of my favorites that we saw was a Jedi sadness from uh, Inside Out, so it was a Jedi theme to sadness. She had the big black room glasses on and a blue wig, and um, and there were some others. But I think the costumes were better at Disneyland. Uh, there was a heat advisory, so I'm sure somebody scrapped their costume ideas. Mm-hmm. It was really humid, um, so mostly just t-shirts. A um, lot of people not themed at all. You know, when there's twenty thousand people, not everybody. Oh, you can got be that's cool. a bummer. You got to do so. Even yeah. if you like, you guys had t-shirts on. Star yeah. Shirts. So Michelle wore her same Ahsoka outfit, and you realized around you who people that knew who she was. I think the people that 
saw it and knew it are all going to say something because, like, yes, that's Ahsoka. And it's kind of a small click of, like, if you don't know who Ahsoka is, I'm not sure you, like, you can't claim to be a true, true, through and through Star Wars fan. Like, if you haven't watched some of the Clone Wars, some of Rebels, you gotta do the whole thing. So it was great when people would say stuff to her. She definitely had way more people say, you know, hey, Ahsoka at Disney World as opposed to Disneyland. Like, hands down, like, ten to one. Um, so the Florida people know their Star Wars a little better than the California. Um, I wore a shirt that was like a Mr. Min shirt, a Little Miss book, like Little Miss Sunshine, Mr. Grumpy, that series of books, those old books. But it was Mr. Trap, and it had a picture of Admiral Akbar drawn in that style. And Every now and then, like the cast members that were cheering, they'd yell, It's a trap! at me um not very often but a couple people got it but that was what i wore so i wasn't really costumed up myself so i can't say florida stunk at costumes because i stunk too well so. we'll we'll forgive you because like you said it is hot out uh but uh yeah i just i love some of the pictures seeing those uh that you got some really good things what about running through the parks and i know you just mentioned what about character because uh, would run disney you know at the mile markers and other thing they'll have char- places you can stop take pictures and characters mm-hmm. uh, so what all was on the run there was quite a few characters on the run definitely more than at disneyland um and the mile markers were all backlit and had a character unique to that mile marker on it I took a picture of each one, but until the sun came up, it was just a bright blur because of the backlighting in it. So I can't look back and even see who miles one, two, three, four, and five are. Um, but they're pretty neat. Um, but we stopped and took a picture with um, some of the the uh, stormtroopers that were at the Battle of Scarif, the sand troopers, or I don't know what what their official name is. But they were definitely a Scarif um, Stormtroopers. They were official Disney ones. Um, we took a picture with them. They had a fairly short line. That was just outside the Animal Kingdom. At one point, the 501st uh, had a lot of characters out there, um, the local group in Orlando. So we uh, searched for Captain Rex so Michelle could get her picture with Captain Rex because Ahsoka is always paired up with Captain Rex. So we made sure to get that. Um, and of course he was excited to see Ahsoka too. Um, run through the parks. Oh, there was lots of characters though. There was, I mean, R2-D2 and many more, but a lot of characters before and after the race, the same ones that you can meet before were also after the race. So if you weren't tired from running 13 miles, you could go stand in line to beat Darth Vader with your medal though, you know, with him on it. I don't know. Kylo Ren was on the medal. My bad. But, uh, Running through the parks was cool. We came into Animal Kingdom. We kind of ran through the train area of the conservation station, which was different. And saw the backstage of the rhinos and elephants and some different things, which it smelled like a zoo, which is pleasant when you're running in humidity. And uh, went through Asia, past Everest, and through Dinoland and out the park that way. And then we ran from there over to Hollywood Studios, which allowed us to pass the construction of Star Wars Land. I took some blurry pictures and texted them to you. And I, I was like, great, I got nothing. Yeah, the sun was coming up behind it. You couldn't see a thing. It was So on the west side of World Drive, there's a huge pile of 
fill dirt that they're sending on like a conveyor belt over World Drive to the construction site. Um, you can see a little bit of Slinky Dog Coaster um, tracks already installed in some spots, which is pretty cool. Um, it's amazing how much had been done in the construction site from last time to this time. Uh, but then we ran through Hollywood Studios after running up some on-ramps, which is painful. If you've ever ran up an on-ramp, it's slanted, and it's an elevation. So it was unpleasant. Uh, ran through Hollywood Studios, came in by like Fantasmic, ran down Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard, and out. And then we ran along the path to the boardwalk. That was the narrowest part of the race. And that's a path that we take all the time when we're park hopping. And it was miserable. It was just wall-to-wall people because we're slow. And the slower you are, the more crowded the race is. The longer all the character lines are. Um, So we got over to Epcot. We kind of entered near the International Gateway, kind of between England and – or United Kingdom, sorry, to all our – non-english people that are united kingdom i just insulted you but by the united kingdom and canada and then we ran around world showcase which world showcase is unnecessarily hilly like i i don't why did we build so many hills i was gonna say you wouldn't notice it unless you're running i'm sure yeah you go up that bridge you know into france the international gateway area that's big and then after you do that it's uphill to america um, and then downhill again, and then back uphill like into Mexico, and then uphill towards the spaceship Earth too. And then you exit kind of out by Ellen's Energy Adventure, and uh, then you finish. Yay, it's over. And you and got all well, we. And you got oh, three medals. Line. Oh, yeah, so a... the finish line, like, so you cross the finish line, you walk maybe 100 meters before you get your first medal. That's for the race you just finished. And then you walk, and then there's signs pointing like 10 different directions. So we have the challenge bracelets. So we had to go over this way. They checked our bracelet. Then we got two more medals, which are insanely heavy. So we're tired from running. Now we have three heavy medals hanging on us. And then they hand you your banana um, and a little box of goodies. I ate my banana before I got to the box of goodies. And Michelle kind of looked at me like, really? You're already done with your banana? Like, you couldn't wait a second? But and this is as you're like trying to carry a Gatorade or a Powerade and a box and all this, and then you go to the photo pass people and get your picture and and try not to look exhausted, which I don't know if I succeeded. I know Michelle posted some pictures of me where I did not succeed in not looking. Oh, exhausted. you look good. I was. Oh yeah. You know, I was just I was just happy to see that you're still breathing. Your daughter's sign worked. It did. It motivated me to not die. So it got me through just thinking about her artwork of the lightsabers underneath the die. Like, oh, thanks, Sam. Love you too. So, and well, those medals, I love the picture. I mean, that's uh, Kylo Ren, the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the third one the was. The Coast to Coast is the partner statue. So it has Walt with Mickey. Those, those are really cool. Uh, so proud. Glad you got them. And uh, are you going to do these runs again next year? No, no, I'm not. Are you gonna We're run? A, are you ever gonna run a half marathon again? I won't say no. I won't say never because you know the last time I did one, um, I said I'm not doing that again, and here I am. I did two this year already. Um, I did say if I do one again, I'm going all out on the costume because fancier your costume is, the more cheering you get from mm-hmm. everybody. 
I might need that. So I need that more. Well, the you could also do around. the uh, the Marvel, the Marvel half. I know is now. I think that might be that's one that is on Michelle's radar. She mentioned that one, but maybe in a year or two. Um, definitely not this next year. We need a little time off because we did the Princess in 2014, and now we did some races in 2017. So I guess we can make it till 19, maybe, and take a couple years off. But you know, when I did the Princess, I dressed up as Olaf, and that was as Frozen was new. So there was only like one or two other Olafs out of 20,000 people. So whenever we went past somebody, people, people were like, oh, it's Olaf. See, I went all in on the costume, and it paid off. Where this time I was just wearing a T-shirt that said Mr. Trap. Because it was a trap. I, the whole thing was a trap. Yep. Well, half marathon. I mean, I did one. Is I get it. So uh, maybe maybe one day I'll be able to join you and do one of these fun races. That would be exciting but for now i will let you be the runner of the group i did my castaway 5k and then i i know we've talked about about we we are going to promote we are going to do a special run disney episode so if you like what Mm -hmm. you hear we do have a a special guest coming on uh i think in a month or so uh to talk more about not just these races but all the races and all the run Mm -hmm. disney things that you can do especially for you runners or if anyone who just uh, wants to do a race because the the great thing is like you said you get to meet characters it's not all about getting your prs it's about really yeah. just having fun i'm sure you and michelle finished together yeah. uh, it either strengthened your marriage or almost tore it apart but somewhere about mile I, nine there you go i did beat her because oh, she you started, started three minutes me. yep yeah that was like the one drawback to the plan but i think the power of the porta potty was more important than winning so and there was part of me that thought she's never gonna let me catch up to her. She's just gonna keep going. Like I really, you know, I'm a mile and a half in. I'm like I may never catch her. So it, well, there's it a took lot of a people. You know, there's a lot of people. And then I was also a little worried I'd pass her because it was dark in some places, like pitch black in some stretches, and uh, a little worried I'd pass her. So I kept I'd text her whenever I'd slow down a little or walk. I'd text her and. Yeah, she was still ahead of me. And then, of course, when I caught her, she was, like, ready to go. And I'm like, no, I just, like, used up nope, everything I, I got. I, yeah. I caught up to you. I'm oh, done. I'm done for a while. It took me a, a couple miles of a lot of walking, jogging to be like, yep, let's go again. I thought we did pretty good considering how little we chained. And there, there are some people that I don't think they train at all and just walk the whole thing. You just got to stay ahead of the balloon ladies. That's all that matters. That's mm. all that matters That's in a Disney good race. Tip. Yep. Oh. Don't finish last. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll pick you up. So if you finish last, you're fine. Oh, yeah. It's okay. don't get picked up. Because then I you're finishing in a bus. And that's not magical. No, not at all. So, uh, so awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. Those, you know, I loved all the pictures. I love seeing you finish. I'm glad you didn't die. Uh, and we're going to be posting some more pictures. I know you will throughout this week, uh, just of your experience down there. And then, uh, then, you know, you, we got another, we got a trip coming up here in June. I want to make sure we remind our listeners, coming up. uh, we'll be reviewing Pandora. So even though you were just on a trip, what, three or four weeks ago, uh, this last week, you got another trip with me coming up in 45-ish days, and then yep. you got then your Alaska trip. So you have we're going to be doing more Disney trip reports with Doug here in the upcoming months. I got to see how many days we got, Derek. 51 days. 
But this episode so, records. It's going to be oh, when people start true. downloading. Well, be yeah, we I'm not as smart as you on the math. I know, I know. <laughs> I had to think about that. But no, I'm excited. We will be reviewing Pandora, and uh, it will be a, a good trip and doing a lot of live episodes there. So uh, anything else you want to add from your uh, trip that you did um, You know, with the with the kids? You didn't die. It looks like uh, you had die. a good time. Uh, we had fun. We did plenty of park stuff. We saw wishes one last time mm-hmm. um that that day we rope dropped magic kingdom we hopped to animal kingdom did everest safari safari was basically a six at night just heads up like right now is an awesome time to go to animal kingdom um i don't know that it's going to be like that in another month and a half but right now it's great um kids did pre-move world uh we ate an expensive dinner and then we hopped back over to wishes saw that one more time while we we're waiting for wishes uh we chatted with a couple next to us they were on their honeymoon from italy and so alden chatted about soccer or football with them quite a bit so he's playing with a new team on fifa he's playing with italian teams now instead of all his spanish teams he's normally using so it was kind of it was kind of fun um we do like to chat with people, especially when you're going to sit there for an hour mm-hmm. waiting for wishes. Yep. And if they don't look like totally closed off to you, it's, you know, strike up a conversation. Somebody doesn't want to have a conversation, they'll have short one-word answers and turn their back to you, right? No, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. But they kept chatting with us, and it was a lot of fun. We uh, learned a little bit about Italy. They're from Milan and that sort of stuff. And, uh, but did you tell them about Rope Drop Radio? You know, it didn't come up. Derek. Oh, it, just, yeah. it I, you know, they they were there for one day and they're moving like they're hitting a different city every day. So I didn't think they were our target audience, but it was a lot of fun. I I um, have my daughter. You know, she she tells every single person that we're in line by or sitting by even before whatever show. She will tell them all about Rope Drop Radio. So you just got to train your kids a little bit better. Yeah, Samantha's like embarrassed by the, you know, admitting it. Um, Alden will talk to people. But we talked soccer and okay. uh, and other things. And they learned some stuff about Italy, which is, you know, they missed school for a couple days. So it was nice to, they really got some culture there by talking with those people. But um, and we talked with some other people throughout the trip, too got to meet some nice people so that's one thing i always like to take away from a disney trip is making some new connections the kids learning a little bit of culture um just while waiting for mm-hmm. fireworks so all right well, there you go well that's about that's all the time that we have for today's show i'm glad uh, uh you got to tell a little bit more about your trip and if you're thinking about doing a trip this fall with some of the deals we talked about early in the episode Please contact the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. We can put you in touch with her, so send us a message. We'd be happy to do that. Or if you're thinking you want to sign up for a Run Disney event, they do uh, book up kind of quickly, and I don't know what's all available right now, but she'd be happy to help you plan that. There's a lot of really cool events, Light Dark Side, Marvel, Princesses, even the generic of the Disney running, so... And uh, stay tuned for uh, our Run Disney-only episode here in about a month-ish. And then, of course, be on the lookout for our trip report in June to Pandora. 
So we also want to uh, thank you. We've been getting a lot of really good five-star reviews lately on iTunes, and we're now on Google Play and a few other podcasting sites. So thank you for tuning into our show. Be sure to go to our Facebook and Twitter, like and follow us, uh, subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. We love seeing them. And we are going to be doing a listener question episode next week. So if you have any questions you want to ask, please let us know. Send us a message, and we'd be happy to do that. So Doug... Start getting some questions in. Hopefully mm-hmm. get some good ones. We love answering questions. Yes. Yes, we do. The more the merrier. That is why you are the Disney dentist, because you answer them all while you're working on teeth. It's the perfect time to ask a question. So, um, uh, yeah, so that is, uh, again, that's all the time we have for uh, Doug McKnight. I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. <laughs>